You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome back to Renewing the Mind. This is episode 9. We're going to go to Isaiah 55. This time we're beginning with verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now, as we read this verse and and see this passage in Isaiah, we see that God's thoughts are inclined toward mercy. Now, the devil and religion paint a picture of God that is inaccurate. I think it's fascinating when you see religion in different parts of the world, and in places especially where there are uh, loads and loads of gods, hundreds of gods, it's almost, uh, almost all of them. Almost all of them have these hideous faces. They, they have a scowl on their face. They are designed to torment. People are taught to be afraid of them. The way that they relate to them is that they try to buy them off and try to appease them, and that's their picture of God. But God is not like that. Uh, It's the devil and it's man's own inclination. Religion paints that picture of God. And there are a lot of people who see God as that cold, unforgiving, austere person who can never quite be pleased. I remember as a kid living in a small town where there were loads of religious people And they never seemed to have any joy whatsoever. They were always against everything. As teenagers, they didn't want us to do anything. They expected us to be like them. But they didn't realize it, but they were terrible, terrible representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ because they had no joy and they gave us no alternatives. I think that that's a sad thing. That, that people who represent the Lord uh, portray him as this mean, 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 austere being who always says no, no. Uh, there was a com- uh, commercial years ago about a banker who had a button on his chest. He pushed it and said no, no, no. And that's not our God. The Bible says all of the promises of God are yes and amen. If it was a, a picture of God the Father, it would be he pushes the button and says yes, yes, yes. That's, that's God. He wants your blessing. Now, to be sure, God is holy. That means there is no evil in him. God's not going to sit down and get drunk with you. That's, that's not God. He does not do that. Some believers may do that, but that, that they're not reflecting God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. That's Revelation 4, 8. There are beings, four of them, uh, that surround the throne of God, And one has the face of a man, one has the face of a lion, one has the face of an ox, one has the face of an eagle. And those faces represent the four different aspects of Messiah. That's another teaching altogether. 
but uh, what I want you to see is they say this over and over. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. In fact, they say that throughout their all of their existence. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Now, God's holiness is sure. That means He is not corruptible. He does not do anything evil. He cannot be tempted with evil. He is perfectly clean, but that does not mean that He makes no place for those who are not clean. God wants to show mercy. So I'm going to read to you from the book of Psalms, chapter 103. We're going to start here with verse 11, and let's begin. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. In other words, it's a long way from here to the throne of God. But know this, that that is the length of His mercy. His mercy stretches that far. So great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. That means it's a spot like the end of the rainbow. You'll never find it. And that's what God does. He takes away our sins. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear Him. Now, I know that there are times, especially today, as my kids are older, they're on their own, they're getting into business, and I see them from time to time struggling with this, struggling with that, or maybe having a challenge somewhere. My heart goes out to them. I'm full of mercy toward them. Uh, I, I, I want to help them. There are times when I actually have a release from the Lord, go do this. There are times when the Lord says, no, they need to trust me in this and pray for them. And I do. And God, on either case, whether I'm involved or not, He always comes through. And so I want you to see that He's always good toward us. He wants good for us. And He always wants to show the face of mercy Even though he himself is holy, he himself is pure, he himself is uncompromised, that does not mean that he cannot and will not relate to us. Oh my goodness, how great is his mercy. Listen, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes, for the wind passes over it. And it's gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him and His righteousness to children's children, to such as keep His covenant, and to those who remember His commandments to do them. Wow. It says that God is full of mercy, and what it means is that even the people who follow Him are still people who need forgiveness. They need forgiveness and cleansing of sin. During their whole walk with God, they need that. Now, God reveals His mercies right along with these commandments. Now, we're going to back up, and I want to read Psalm 103, verse 7. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, verse 8 says, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. Wow. God is abounding in mercy. He's very slow to anger. He reveals that mercy along with all the commandments, meaning this, 
that even when he tells you something that you're supposed to do, he gives you an order and instruction, he knows that at a particular time you're going to fail in that. You won't always live that out. You don't always walk it out. God does not write you off because you slipped up. You know, we humans have this crazy idea that when we do slip up like this, that we need to stay away from God for a season of time. I, I know that there are people who trip up and sin and quit coming to church. It's the stupidest thing you can do because the devil knows if he can isolate you from your brothers and sisters, the chances are you're going to stay in that isolation. What you need to do when you sin is to go right back, get right back up. You know, there was a time when David committed adultery with Bathsheba. Uh, she became pregnant with his child. When it was time for the child to be born, it was stillborn. The child did not live. David fasted and he prayed and he spent time with God asking for mercy. Um, he did not receive uh, what it was he was praying for. Uh, he had uh, conceived this child in sin. His act of sin was what brought about this. God did not bless it. The child died. Now, now we'll understand that more in the next life. The child was innocent. But when David realized that the child was dead, he quit fasting. He got up, he washed himself, and his staff was amazed. They were all amazed that it was all over. He said, listen, at this point, I can't go to him. No amount of my mourning and prayer is going to bring him back. So what I'm going to go ahead now and do is live my life, and I'm going to get up and go on. And that's what you have to do. You have to accept God's cleansing. You have to accept God's forgiveness, and you have to get up and go on. Now, there are some people that will never forgive you. They'll never let you live it down. And you can't be consumed with that. You can't be worried about what people think about you. But you have to get up and go on and accept the mercy of God. The Lord is merciful and He's gracious and He's slow to anger. He's plenteous in mercy. Now, here's his pattern. He sets forth a precept or he gives a commandment. Then he tells you this blessing is going to come if you obey this commandment. Next, he reveals the hurt that will come if you disobey the commandment. This is what he said to Adam, in the day that you eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. So God was revealing the damage. But then in all of his dealing with Adam and Eve, he was still merciful. And so he forgave them, or at least put forth mercy. Whether or not Adam received it, we don't know. But we know that God offered it. Now the scriptures are replete with stories of blessing on people who turned from their own wicked ways, and they turned to God. And it was amazing at what God did for them. One of the most remarkable stories I can think of is the Apostle Paul. Before he was the Apostle Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus. He hated people who believed in Jesus. He persecuted them relentlessly, even to the point of seeing them die. He separated families. He took women out of their homes and put them into prison for believing in Jesus. Some of them were never reunited with their families. It was terrible what he did. But then one day on a road to Damascus where he was going to persecute Christians even more, the Lord Jesus appeared to him. And God forgave him. He repented right there when he saw the Lord. It was a remarkable transformation. He became the leading proponent of the gospel of Jesus Christ 
in the early church. There was no one like him. God used him. I'm sure there were probably some people who had a problem with him because he had persecuted the church, and it would take a supernatural act of love to be able to forgive a guy like Paul if one of your family members had been hurt by him. You know, Paul suffered great things himself. He was persecuted, and uh, he had to live with a lot of the things he'd done to other people. But God still used him mightily and gave him a grace that was amazing. And he was a demonstration of God's goodness to everybody that he came in contact with. So this is a picture of how God works. Yes, God has commandments. Yes, you will be blessed if you obey them. But even when we slip, God is always there with a hand of mercy. And that's so very important. It's not the perfect person who gets the wonderful prize. It's the person who receives the full benefit of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, whose sins are forgiven and taken away. It's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.